I couldn't really hear God at all. Mm -hmm. I would read the scriptures and, and it, was, it was like nothing. And that's what scared me. Mm. That's when I realized, wow, there, something is wrong. I can't keep living like this. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Kettering Connect, the weekly videocast. I feel like I have to do this. Hey everybody. Oh, that's Next good. Next time I do okay. it. <laughs> That was better. Okay, don't do that. Okay, you do it now. Okay. No. Do it. no. And then when I introduce you, I'll just say, hey, hey everybody. I don't, do you have to, this is like the universal hand gesture for reaching through the lens to internet people. It makes me laugh every people. time I see it. I feel like, like no, I'm self-conscious. Awesome. Okay. No, no, no. I think anyway, welcome to this week's episode of Kettering Connects, where my new friend and colleague, colleague, Pastor Andrea and I spend some time every week to break open the scriptures and think about them and process them and study them and try to apply them to mm. our lives. Mm. So for now, the third week in a row, I'm joined by our new lead pastor here at the Kettering Adventist Church, Pastor Andrea Jacobsons. So super pumped that you're here and doing this. Oh, and I'm super pumped too. I think this is awesome. I love doing this. Just yeah, it's super digging fun. into the Word of God and you know having a conversation about it. And this is Pastor Jason, and I'm glad that we get to do this together. I think it's awesome. Every time we talk about it a little bit right before we start, and he always brings in some points where I'm just like, I never even thought about that. I mean, this is awesome. <laughs> so that's why it's great to have okay. a conversation yeah. with somebody right. else, you know, yeah, because yeah. there's things you just don't think of yeah. by yourself. No, it's it's, so. it's really fun. And so you are leading us um, through this sermon series on the book of Jonah. And this week we are unpacking chapter two. Mm -hmm. um, and as we get into this, so I was telling Pastor Andrea a little bit ago, um, so a few years, well, actually several years ago now, I used to teach at Loma Linda Academy and I used to teach this class where I would take my students um, to this, this place, the town next door is called Market Night. And it was on Thursdays, and at market night, they had all these different booths. Um, but specifically, there was an atheist booth. And I'm pretty sure they're still there when they do mm. market nights under normal conditions. And I would take my some of my students there in small groups. And the whole point wasn't to Bible thump them or to proselytize or evangelize. The whole point was just to listen. Like, why are you an atheist, right? Mm -hmm. Um and it was really interesting. And, and so my students and I, we would take that information and those conversations, come back to the classroom and talk about them. Um, but oftentimes, this story would come up from the atheist perspective as to a reason why they were atheists. Mm -hmm. And I kind of like this idea of, well, if your God is so good, and if he's so loving, then why when, you know, someone yeah. doesn't do what they this want, yeah. he has them eaten by this massive, you know, sea creature. Because um, that doesn't, right? And a lot of times we teach this to our children, right? That's one of the first Bible stories we teach our children, right? Jonah and the whale. But if you really think about it, it's kind of sick and disturbing. Like, wait, what? Like, if I don't do what God says, I'm going to get like eaten, right? But so sometimes like this is an argument and mm -hmm. where it's like, you know, that's not even possible. And um, I do think it's a little interesting. We were talking about earlier, well, and for all of you who get terrified easily of like deep sea creatures, like don't YouTube this, don't look it up. <laughs> um, if you find this fascinating, actually, if you really get into shark, do you get into shark week? Do you watch Shark Week? Mm, Do you know no, not really. not really. Okay. If you get into Shark Week, uh, a few years ago, they had this whole thing, I happen to remember, on this shark called Megalodon. And basically, all you have to know is totally terrifying. It's like out of control. But the whole point was that once upon a time, and they say this based on the size of the teeth that they have discovered, that like your average great white shark is an inch and a half to two and a half inches, right? And so your average great white mm -hmm. is about 15 feet. 
But the megalodon shark, like the two that they found, or they've found several, um, on average, it's about seven inches, which means they understand by you know all these smart people with their ratios and stuff they're like megalodon was actually 60 to 80 feet mm. so the whole idea like sometimes is like well how is, is this story even like real like how do you how can you believe in these fairy tales or whatever well even just through a little bit of digging and a little bit of history it's like no there are these sea creatures that are totally big enough yeah. to swallow a man whole and i just think we should just be familiar yeah. and understand that. Yeah. Well, and if you even think about dinosaurs, I mean, they don't exist now, but they yeah, did sure. exist. Sure. They were humongous. Right. You know, so, so it's definitely possible there were things that were alive that we just don't know about. Yeah, right. Exactly. It doesn't mean they didn't exist, but yeah. once upon a time they did. So yeah. anyway, I, no, I totally think it's factual. And I mean, even if it is like a miracle, which of course we would say that mm-hmm. it is a miracle. Well, it's in the scriptures and there are a lot of things like that are miracles. miraculous. And even in our normal lives, like I'm sure... You know, in the last mm-hmm. week or two, and if we think about our own life, well, is there anything that happened in your life that you would say is supernatural? Well, yeah, yeah, right? So anyway. Well, and I, I mean, I was, I was just thinking about this. When I was in the Philippines, I was doing a, a week of prayer for the students there, and they would tell us stories about how when they were setting up the school, this was the, um, the university or college up on a mountain, Mountain View College. Oh, yeah, yeah. They had stories that the villagers would tell about how there were these huge men who were protecting the school. I mean, where did these huge men come from? They were clearly angels because otherwise, where are you going to find these humongous men? Mm -hmm. But those stories went through those villages and towns Mm -hmm. of, you know, so yeah, there are miraculous things that we just, we can't answer. Right. But they they are answerable. But they're exactly, but they are real because they're from God. Right. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's good. So yeah, you want to, so chapter two is only 10 verses, so um, let's let's read it real quick and talk about it. Okay. Then Jonah prayed to the Lord his God from the fish's belly, and he said, I cried out to the Lord because of my affliction, and he answered me. Out of the belly of Sheol I cried, and you heard my voice, for you cast me into the deep, into the heart of the seas, and the floods surrounded me. All your billows and your waves passed over me. Then I said, I have been cast out of your sight, yet I will look again towards your holy temple. The waters surrounded me, even to my soul. The deep closed around me. Weeds were wrapped around my head. I went down to the moorings of the mountains. The earth with its bars closed behind me forever. Yet you have brought up my life from the pit, O Lord my God. When my soul fainted within me, I remembered the Lord, and I prayed, And my prayer went up to you into your holy temple. Those who regard worthless idols forsake their own mercy. But I will forsake. I can't talk today. Dude, join the club. (laughs) This is what I do like every week. Everyone knows. But I will sacrifice to you with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay what I have vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. So the Lord spoke to the fish and it vomited Jonah unto dry land. My problem is also as I keep getting older, I can't see. Yeah, yeah. So then I'm seeing like double things that I have to, yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Okay. So anyways, I wanted to start off with talking about the structure of this prayer or maybe not necessarily the structure, but the fact that it follows a pattern in the Bible that you can find other places, which is just a Thanksgiving psalm. Mm -hmm. And it has these Thanksgiving psalms, usually you have those have five elements. So it starts out by thanking God for the rescue. Mm-hmm. And you can see that even David uses this this kind of structure in the Psalms. 
Um, the next one is what was going on, like why did he need rescue and, and what was it from? Then the next one is this description of what was happening and the appeal and why he's crying out to God. Then after that, the fourth part is description of the actual rescue. What does God do to rescue this person? And then the fifth one is just this testimonial or vow to to show gratitude to God, to be mm -hmm. thankful. Mm -hmm. So it kind of ends by saying, okay, God, I will worship you. I will praise you. I will th thank you because of what you have done in my life. And overall, the psalm is really just about Jonah being focused on his problems and at the same time realizing that if he, if he will get out of his problems, he needs to focus on God. And so it's just this, like it's a it's a prayer that's kind of peppered with okay this is where i find hope mm. and then again this is where my hope is it's in god mm -hmm. no i think that's that's really good and it a lot of times we i think in our own prayer life when we're facing problems we kind of go through the same kind of rhythm right mm -hmm. the same kind of flow um as i was reading the prayer what I found interesting are all the things he doesn't say, right? So I try, it, it, we could take some time to talk about this, but like if it were me and I just got consumed by like an 80 foot megalodon, right? Mm -hmm. And I told all these sailors, last thing I knew is throw me in the water. They throw me in. Now I'm like drowning, right? Going down. And then I get <laughs> consumed. Mm -hmm. I would have a whole lot of thoughts, right? Like, like that. But what I, the first thing I would say is, Wow, God, I am so sorry. Yeah. I am such an idiot. What was I thinking, right? I would like cry out and mm -hmm. be totally repentant. Like, I promise I'm never going to, right? Yeah. Um, Jonah doesn't do any no. of that. He doesn't. In fact, it's almost like God, I don't want to say forces. God doesn't force. But it's almost like he's forced, right? He's l reluctant to even mm -hmm. pray, right? He only prays when he has nothing, like nowhere else to turn. Mm -hmm. um, and then while he's consumed by this beast, um, he's not even repentant, right? Yeah. He doesn't he, he doesn't cry out to God and be like, um, so I'm so sorry for yeah. all the, like, I thought I could get away. I am so sorry for misunderstanding you and doing all of these things. Mm -hmm. He's not repentant at all, no. which is probably the first thing I would do. It's almost like he has it in his mind that this is what we do. So he's kind of like, you know, this mm. is what I got to pray because this is what I got to pray. Right. You know, oh, and he knows that he, that's where, that's where his hope is because he knows it's all, is always in God. Right. But I, to me, it's not really in his heart. Right. All throughout this whole thing. It's not really, it's just what he says. Exactly. Which I think, ooh, that's good. We should totally come back to that because then that's, I think we talked about it last week, the difference between like true worship and like, mm -hmm. like a facade of worship. Yeah. Um, Right, because he doesn't ask for forgiveness even. So he doesn't mm -hmm. repent, say, oh, God, yeah. I'm so sorry. He doesn't ask for forgiveness. Um, he doesn't even own the fact that he has totally screwed up, yeah. right? He doesn't own anything. Mm -hmm. And he actually seems toward the end of the prayer a little pious, right? Like he's kind of judgy towards all the those other people. Um, and I just find that really interesting that... You know, he doesn't go through any sort of, you know, ritual or there's no like magical equation to, okay, God, um, you know, kind of like um, the story of the, the prodigal son, right? Mm -hmm. As he's on his way back, he's going over in his head, okay, mm -hmm. I'm going to rehearse this to my dad so that he lets me back in. I, I know he's not going to treat me as a son, um, 
but just to be a hired worker. And so mm-hmm. he starts going over in his head. Yeah. He doesn't do any of that, right? Mm-hmm. He, um, That's true. And yet God immediately pays attention to mm-hmm. him. And he, God Hears immediately him rescues him. And answers. And yeah. a, right, and answers. And I think... Um, but to like, I'm just jumping yeah, in no, real go ahead. quick. It just made me think of, like, a lot of times this psalm and the way that he approaches it gives me hope. Because of the fact that I do that too. Right. You know, like I know where, okay, yes, God is my help. So I just need to throw out this prayer to him and and ask him for that. And I think I'm fine. When in reality, I'm not really letting God in my heart and I'm Mm. not letting it, him truly change me. Right. And so it takes time sometimes for us to really realize, oh, wait, but where is my heart? Did I leave that behind? Is it all just, I know that this is what God will do for me. Right, because, oh, that's so interesting, because right, Jesus shows up, uh, and we're kind of all over the place, but I think yeah. this does connect. Um, so Jesus, right, he goes and he's having this conversation with Zacchaeus, um, and he says, hey, I'm going to your house, and he comes down, you know, I'm going to your house today, mm-hmm. we know the song. Um, and then he says, salvation has come to this house, but then Jesus says, like, his thesis, I have come to seek and to save the lost. Mm-hmm. And it's like, here, that's what he's doing. It's not about you doing the right thing or you trying to, you know, come back to me. Now I'll pay attention to you. Mm. No, I just passionately are pursuing you, right? It's all about me mm. seeking and saving the lost. Jonah's the lost. Nineveh's the lost. The sailors right. were the lost. Um, yeah. It's, so yeah. ultimately, it's kind of like just about how good God is, mm-hmm. right? As he pursues us. And that's why I love at the end where he says, for my salvation comes from the Lord alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I love that. I want to go back to the... Um, the part where he says, I cried out to God because it was just like verse verse two, I think. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, where he says, I cried out to the Lord because of my affliction, right? Yeah. So he realizes that that this is what's going on. He's in distress. He's in affliction. So I was wondering, have you ever been or ever felt like you were being sucked by a problem and you just couldn't really get out? Nope. No? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, and then I, I guess for me... My reaction is what the sailors did in chapter one, and that is, right, they they dug harder, right? Uh-huh. They dug harder, um, and it says that they try to get back to the land, right, because the land is safety, and so they feel like, no, if we just grind mm. harder and try to figure it out to get back to safety, we can do it, when in the end, no, you mm-hmm. actually can't do it. It's only what, what God can do. Yeah. Oh, does that make sense? For sure. Yeah, yeah what no, about it you? makes perfect sense. Yeah, I mean... I've definitely, and I, and I shared about the the one during the sermon, but I've had many others where I felt mm-hmm. like I was being sucked in. But the mm-hmm. one that specifically comes to my mind that to me was the most dangerous was when I was not willing to forgive someone for something that they did for me. And I started mm-hmm. realizing that I was being sucked into darkness. Like I literally mm. don't even know how else to describe it, but that I was being sucked into darkness and I could feel it. I could mm. tell that, that that's what the problem was and that I was just being consumed by this thing, really like mm-hmm. literally consumed by it and was just like spiraling down. Um, and that taught me the importance of forgiveness mm-hmm. and letting things go. And that that can be a problem that we just focus on so much that we just can't see anything else. And I couldn't even get during this time. This was so was so interesting to me. I couldn't even get comfort from scripture mm-hmm. because I was so deep yeah. into my into this problem and just you know rehearsing in my mind like 
this is what I wish I would have said to this person. This is what I wish, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that it was just, I couldn't, like, I, I felt like I couldn't really hear God at all. Mm-hmm. I would read the scriptures and, and there was, it was like nothing. And that's what scared me. Mm. That's when I realized, wow, there, something is wrong. I can't keep living like this. Mm-hmm. This is going to drive me away from God. Yeah, and there's almost like there's something else going on. There's this issue, but there's also mm-hmm. something else. Yeah, and Satan uses that. Right. And that's why I think I felt like I was being so sucked into the darkness because literally it was darkness. Mm-hmm. It is Satan mm-hmm. trying to get us in every possible way that he can. Mm-hmm. And he just tries to work on our brain through our thoughts. Right. Right. And yeah, so like, how do we, so when problems come up or situations come up, like, what do we focus on? I I do think it's interesting. We were talking a little bit earlier. Um, So like in verse, going back, but you'll see how this connects here in a second, right? If we go to chapter one, verse 17, like the end of chapter one, it says, now the Lord had arranged for a great fish to swallow Jonah. Okay. That just sounds frightening. Okay. So it's God's fault. Okay. Yes. But why does he do this? Him. He's rescuing yeah. him, right? Like God arranges for this. He appoints this fish to do this because that's where Jonah was, mm-hmm. um, right? That's the, the point of pursuit. And what's interesting um, is like in that moment, like here's this man who God wants him to respond, right? According to his voice. Mm-hmm. But here's nature responding. Yeah. Which, of course, nature responds to the voice of the creator, right? Mm-hmm. All of creation responds to the voice of the creator, right? So, like, mm-hmm. in, going back That's to awesome. Genesis, right? Uh, Moses says, yeah, you know, and, and he said, right? Like, God speaks and stuff happens. Mm-hmm. So, of course, and, and here it's referred, you know, specifically in Hebrew, it says Yahweh, talking about the Lord. Well, in the New Testament, here comes Jesus coming along and he mm-hmm. tells everyone, I am Yahweh. Mm-hmm. So, and so then, of course, we read all these stories. Here's Jesus on the boats. And there are so many stories about how nature responds, right? He curses fig trees and stuff. But he's on this boat and he tells the storm to be quiet and nature responds. Yeah. Of course, nature responds, mm-hmm. right? And so I would say, yeah, here's Jesus and here's nature responding to to, to yeah. passionately pursue him. And so the reality is, but from Jonah's perspective, I'm sure it looked frightening, right? Yeah. Like one day I'll, I'm going to ask Jonah, like, okay, what, what was it? Tell me. Like, yeah. we, we, was it a megalodon really? Or was that it something else? Been, yeah. um, Crazy. And but I, while, while go yeah, ahead, go ahead. finish your thought. No, I was just going to say, gonna go I, to I, the I, sometimes it's, is it scary? Like, do we focus on that or do we recognize, okay, maybe it's through this that God's actually mm. trying to save us. Like yeah. at first glance, it looks scary like that job or that person Mm -hmm. or the move or, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever situation we might find ourselves in, it looks daunting and out of control, like out of the depths of darkness, but it's actually a vehicle that God uses to pursue and Mm -hmm. to save. Okay, I'm done. It's a great point. (laughs) No, I was just going to point out that verse, the appointed, the word is vayaman, and and that word is only used of God except for one time, where in Babylon, in chapter 1, Daniel chapter 1, mm-hmm. it says that the king appointed food for Daniel and all of his friends and mm-hmm. all of those people, the all Hebrews. the captives, all of the Hebrews, yeah. um, from the king's table, which is all about this contrast between, okay, is it... Are they about? Are they supposed to be worshiping God still, or is this mm-hmm. about worshiping the King? Mm-hmm. And that's really that um, the concept the that's issue. there. Yeah. You know, the yeah. issue of worship, yeah. and that's where you see over here that okay, yeah, it is God, and and the, whenever God does something, it is for a purpose, and it's mm. for that that salvific 
um, purpose, I mm-hmm. guess, in the future, right, mm-hmm. for each one of us. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I love that. Um, anyways, let's keep going with um, the next point. Um, after f- focusing on problems, in what way in your life have you found hope? I guess I did write that down. I knew that was coming. I'm totally not prepared for that question. <laughs> um, what way of my life? You may have to edit this part out there, Timmy Tims. That's okay. And what may? Like, what do you? I totally don't remember. When you need, I, wrote, I know we did because I wrote okay. it down. But what? When you feel like okay, everything is going wrong. Oh yeah. And you like need to find hope in God. What do you do? Um. Usually I would say that somehow like during the, the rhythm of the day, um, he will communicate that he's there and that mm-hmm. he's still in control, um, which actually this sort of situation has happened recently, either through someone saying something or a verse that I happened to read or uh, something I happened to watch or mm-hmm. something else I'm researching or whatever. I mean, myriad different ways. Mm-hmm. Um but usually I would say if I'm not really sure about the future or hope or now what's going to happen, mm-hmm. um, God will communicate usually through, through people, I would mm-hmm. say, in community um, and through the scriptures that he is in control and, mm-hmm. and he is there Yeah. versus me, me trying to figure it all out. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, and for me, you? it's the same. I, I mentioned the little booklet that I have with verses during oh, this right, time. Oh, right, right, yeah. And so I do that. I know there comes a point where I realize, oh, yeah, I really need that encouragement from God, and mm-hmm. I know I know, I need to just spend time with Him, and so I go through those verses. And it's amazing to me because a lot of times, by the time I'm, like, through half the booklet, you know, at the beginning, I'm just kind of grumbling, like, okay, God, <laughs> like, do you not see, you know, all of this is going on in my life? Yeah, yeah. And then as I am, like, about halfway through it, I just finally realize, wow, my whole attitude has just changed. Mm. God has really, you know, spoken to me and I've been able to to let it go and just mm-hmm. give it to him. Mm-hmm. And that's what I love about it. There is just so much that God can do if we are just willing to give it to him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then he gives yeah. us that peace. And some, right, he gives us that peace. He saves, he brings us toward... Well, and that's the one thing I, I'll, I wish you just end with this is so... Ultimately, God saves us, right? He pursues us, but then he takes us somewhere, right? He doesn't, mm-hmm. he doesn't just leave us wherever, wherever he finds us, right? And so in the story yeah. here, at the very end, verse 10, it says, the Lord ordered the fish to spit Jonah out <laughs> yeah. onto the beach. And so sometimes, like, okay, the process isn't, isn't mm-hmm. always beautiful, right? I imagine the spit, the vomit, it probably didn't smell so good. <laughs> nope. It's probably really slimy. There's some seaweed mm-hmm. and some other stuff in there. So the process might be kind of ugly and gross, mm-hmm. but in the end, he brings us to safety, right? Because yeah. he spits them back on the land. The- and that's where you can see that he's not done with Jonah because the story right. continues. Right. And that's right. when God is continual, continuing to try to reach him. Because, right. yeah, it's not in his heart. At this point, right. it is just, I know that I need to cry out to God because, God, I know that you hear me, you will save me. But it's not true conversion. Mm-hmm. Not yet. Mm-hmm. But yes, God still pursues him and yep. still saves him in spite of that. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yep. So uh, we're halfway through the book. We're halfway through the series. Um, and I guess, yeah, we'll just leave it there. Ultimately, God is still pursuing all of us and we're, God's not done with us yet. Yes. Right? We're all on Amen. this journey, um, which is a beautiful thing. So we could be on the lookout for that. Uh, will you pray for us real quick? Sure. And then we'll, we'll love be done. to. Oh, actually, you know what? One last thing. I wanted to give out a challenge because he ends with mm. a 
just thank, thanking God for what God had done for him. Mm -hmm. And I think mm -hmm. sometimes we forget that. Mm -hmm. We forget to thank God for all of the things that we do have. Mm -hmm. um, and so sure. maybe for this week, I want to challenge you to think of things every day that you can be thankful for. Mm -hmm. All right, let's pray. Lord God, I want to thank you again for being able to have this conversation and dig deeper into your word and be able to see more of you through it. I pray that you speak to all of us through mm -hmm. this book and that you help us to, to give you our hearts so that it's not just things that we say, um, that we know to say, but that it is truly our surrendering of ourselves to you. Mm-hmm. And so I just pray for that and ask for your Holy Spirit to fill us. Pray this in your name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Absolutely. So this week, chapter three, part three of the four-part series on the book of Jonah. So watch church as mm -hmm. Pastor Andrea preaches on chapter three. So thanks so much for watching. Yeah, we'll see you next time. See you next week. Okay, ready? Yep. Okay.